bunkers. That greeting reminded me of that show. Do you remember Bullseye and 120? If you're I, not yeah. sort of late 30s and above, I'm about you to say, Bullseye. I'm a lot younger than you, so actually, I and do know what you're talking prize. about. I think it's come back, actually. I think something like that has come back. Well, you would know because you watch those kind of TV shows. I watch Gogglebox and they had a clip of, I think, something like Bullseye. But anyway. Um, hello, Shirley. Hello, Shells. Hello, Motherfunkers. Um, you also watch that Yorkshire Farm show, don't you? What's it called? I have farm? Our Yorkshire Farm. Our Yorkshire Farm. It's on um, <laughs> Channel 5. No, I came across a headline and I thought of you. It means nothing to me because I don't watch the show. But our Yorkshire Farm mum breastfed nine kids for 15 years and gave birth alone with dog. So much to say about that. Apparently her husband, because he's considerably older, isn't he? And he was upstairs, he, he was upstairs kipping and she just goes, no, I'll just push on. Got the dog. That's all I need. Yeah, so she's 46. He's 67. This is their current ages. And they've had nine kids. And my unwilling willing actually interviewed her at the Oxford Lit Festival about five years ago before she took off. And she had made her name purely from her Twitter photos. People just loved her. And yes, she gave birth to almost six out of those nine by the roadside because she couldn't make it to hospital because it was just too far. But it's really impressive because all these kids have these amazing lives where basically they can't get to school for half the year because it's too cold and transport won't allow. So they're just at home with their parents on the farm having the time of their lives. And the eldest too help raise the youngest ones. And yes, she's mm. been breastfeeding for 15 years, but that insinuates that she's been breastfeeding one for 15 years. No, I mean, she's been breastfeeding for the last 15 years, nine of them. Fair fucks to her is what I say. And she looks good, to be honest with you. She looks really good. I was trying to work out um, whether you, like when you, when you get to term, whether you would have spent more of your life pregnant or drunk. But I couldn't do the maths. It's really Drunk. sad. Yeah, Drunk. I know. Well, if you just if you if you think about it, so I I, tr- I tried to be generous and I thought, let's say since the age of um, 18, 18 to thirty nine, those were your, those are your solid drinking years, twenty one years. Yeah. If in each week you are inebriated three days of those seven, and I was being yeah. generous because I think it's more like four or five. All right. And if you think about how many hours within that night, so let's say you start drinking at seven, but you only really start getting um, shit-faced at nine. Yeah. Go through to one. That's four hours. Okay, so I got as far as I go, right, four times three, quick maths is 12. 12 hours. 12 hours a week, you're drunk. Um, uh, how many weeks in a year? 52. 12 times 52. I've got all these calculations here. And then I got to just the most ridiculous number. And I go, hang on a minute, is that years? Or is that hours or is that months? Like, I can't cope, but it's a fucking long time is all you need to know. And you're right. You are correct. You would have spent more time drunk than pregnant. So you've definitely yeah, spent, sure. I think you've, yeah, about seven years of your adult life. Pissed. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, when you add it up like that, it's funny than 15 years breastfeeding, 17 years, pissed out my head. I'm very proud of it. I'm back on it now. I went to Soho on Saturday. It was really fun just to be back on it. And actually, no what's one your juice? What's your drink of choice? Well, on Saturday, because it was sunny and I was in Soho, I actually had a pint of shandy. But on the whole, I've just been drinking goblets of red wine. Nice. And you know what? I don't care. I, I was really abstemious for six months and now I'm on it. You know, I've had my COVID. I've got myself up the duff. I'm having a glass of wine every you've day. Done, you've Tom. done really, really well. Thank you deserve, so much. You deserve a carafe. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well done. Yow. 
queen's birthday today she's 95 happy Everyone birthday so i know happy birthday now you know you look at those photos of her at the weekend and i felt sorry for her yes i did well of course she's whether you're a royal royalist or not you know you must felt sorry for her well she's lost her companion the only one who really gets her absolutely because she, she can really talk to apart from her corgis um, which I think have multiplied over the weekend because that's all her children seem to give her. They don't know how to communicate, so they go, <laughs> take some puppies, Mama. More puppies. Oh, did they give her some more cor- corgis? I think Andrew did. One, Andrew or Edward, I always get the two. I know exactly, there's nothing to confuse the two, but I can't remember whether it was Edward or Andrew gave, gave her a further two pups to cheer her up. I've been watching something on ITV called The Queen Unseen. Um, my husband can't believe that I watch stuff like this. Is it but about I a rapper it. or about our head of state? No, it's about our head, head of state, but it's unseen footage. So it's basically behind the scene, you know, footage of her with the kids, sort of home videos. Anyway, I find it absolutely fascinating. My husband couldn't think of anything worse. But anyway, enough royal chat for now. You love a royal chat, but yeah, enough, enough. I've got another casting. Stop. No, you know how rude the last casting was? They, they got me to do it with my kid. We did such a good casting. They didn't even download the files. They, they got us no. to do it. In like, they say, you know, you'll turn around. You've got two hours to do this. Get it in. And when you've got a kid and he was about to go to nursery, I literally no. had half an hour window. We did so many different scenes. He behaved. He's never behaved so well. Listened to all my instructions. That's we did exactly, rude. And they didn't even look at it. But I've got so my I agent would have was, sent an email. And well, said, I told my agent, I said, listen, not to say I'd usually care, but you should know that they didn't even download the files. So um, that was, um, but we had fun. I said we had fun. And uh, no, this one, this one, I won't say what it's for because I reckon I might get it. Okay. Uh, so I don't, yeah, I reckon I might get it because, I mean, the brief is she's a mother, but also a funny friend to all who's always got time for a good chit chat. Yeah, so I reckon it's in the bag. Now, what you have to do, and I think you'd be quite good at this, is you're having a phone conversation and you're only allowed to use the word no. Oh, that's great. Off you go. Off you go. No. No. No, 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 no. 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 No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no. In the bag? Well done. In the bag. In the bag. That's your cockerel going off in the background. I know. I don't know how to stop the cockerel. The, 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 the hands have fallen off the clock, but the cockerel still cocks every hour. Is um, it for, can I just ask you questions? Is it for either a food item or a feline hygiene project? No, I don't just do fucking Tampax ads. And just, just because I wear a panty liner doesn't mean they, they know that. And they call me, they go, oh, we'll get no, that girl who always wears a panty all, liner. Only because they try and get women with like a personality to do things like this, you know. But no, it's not either of those things. Hey, I bleed once a month when I'm really good fun. Yeah, exactly. It's not. Okay, fine. Okay. I'll let you know because I think I'm going to get it. And so let's, let's uh, we'll know. We'll know by next week. They're probably going to call us while we're in the middle of this. But that's fine. You can answer it for now. There was an article in The Independent last week about making words for pregnancy and conceiving more positive. For example, a lot of the time, as we know, Shirley, geriatric mother, they use that willy-nilly, don't they? Oh, they do. We are both geriatric mothers. We are. Lazy uterus. Um, The one that really upsets her, and this is the one that she actually started writing about, was vanishing twin. And that's a type of, yeah, and that's a type of miscarriage. It's basically fetal tissue um, is absorbed by the surviving baby and its mother. And so they call it the vanishing twin. 
as in you know it's gone don't worry mm. about it it never happened so that was that was what she started off with and then it led her to other things like hostile cervical mucus which is when the cervical mucus um is such a problem it sort of stands in the way of getting pregnant but anyway so she's written this huge this article about it and loads of women jumped on the bandwagon so yeah, it's absolutely unacceptable to be using this sort of language in this day and age. And actually, it's been bringing women down. You know, if you see geriatric mother on the paper, Shirley, you and I might be able to maintain personality, but lots of women out there actually don't find it. It's not cool. So yeah, yeah. I mean, outdated. Just, I mean, like, as we as we often discuss, it's a it's a. I don't know the, these lucky lucky women who just have these wonderful experiences from pregnancy through to you know it's it's tough. It's tough and you need all the encouragement and all the positivity throughout the nine months and beyond. I think I've got a lazy pelvic floor, though, and I don't mind that I do. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. Call it what it is. You know, on, on the subject of, um, of birthing, there was a story. So a woman is basically saying, my mother-in-law is demanding to be there when I give birth to see the baby's first breath. She's written in for help because her husband went behind her back and basically told his mother that she can be there. And now she's obsessed with it and she wants to be there. It's her grandchild. And the mother is absolutely freaking, not the, mother, not the mother-in-law, but the woman pregnant is freaking out and just saying, I feel like, you know, this is a, you know, this is the most vulnerable time of my life. I'm going to be fine. What she just wants to be down there. Like, no, I don't want her in. And everyone's just writing and just saying, no, it's outrageous. This is crossing the line. And to boot, she says she doesn't have a good relationship with her mother-in-law. She says they don't get along. She does not want her in the room. She thought she was going to be safe because of COVID, but now they've relaxed the restrictions. So I just want to know, Shelley, how would you feel if your mother-in-law well, I'm was... smiling from ear to ear because this so could be my story, couldn't it? I think that's the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> it so could be mine. Um, how would I feel? I think we all know. I mean, it's hilarious. And she's got the stools. Bear in mind, she's got the um, house um, house house seats. seats. He's Mm going to be up in the, yeah, he's going to be up in the circle. Um, I have to say, I think it's absolutely outrageous. Yeah, I find it very funny. And it does tickle me from the inside and out because it does remind me of my situation. I think some mother-in-laws can be absolutely outrageous. But I do think it's the responsibility of the husband to put his foot down and say, actually, on this occasion, love, you're going to have to step back. Is it not? (laughs) Yes, so she pleaded with him. She's tried to have an adult. She's very articulate, by the way. She's not She's not some, you know, hillbilly. She's very articulate. She sat down. She said, you have to understand this is my body. This is a very personal experience. I'm a first-time mum. I just don't want your mother there. And then he um, argued with her, called her rude and stormed off. And now she thinks that I'm stuck with a man-child who doesn't know how to process emotions or have a proper I, conversation. I, I think she is. I think she is. And we just have to hope that we don't have sons that are going to be the same. Although I can imagine longing to be there for my son's first as well. Oh, I don't at all. I'm joking. I'm joking. But I'm just saying a particular mother knows that she can behave that badly, which is why, and she's got away with it for so many years, which is why she thinks it's acceptable. If I was her, I'd tell her to F off. Okay, this is, if you think that's shocking, this is another shocker. So a woman goes out with a guy... It only lasts for three months. But within that time, she falls pregnant with twins. Okay, now they're separated. He's gone back to his ex. Now, his ex has had fertility problems the whole time that they've been together. So on hearing that the casual sort of girlfriend has fallen pregnant with twins, she, her reaction is to get very excited. 
So now she's telling this mother of twins, giving her strict instructions that she has to formula feed because she'll be having the twins half the time because her partner is the father of the twins. She wants to be there for the birth. And she said that the situation is getting so out of control because what she's done in a further move, the twins aren't even born yet. It's a long way off. She um, announced it on her social media before the mother did, saying, we're expecting twins, not in the natural way. We're so happy. Did your gender reveal? And she's just saying, like, I'm being treated like a surrogate. These are my babies. And this woman has gone mad because all her life she hasn't been able to have these children. And now she just sees this as a gift, her gift. And she's trying to tell her, um, these are my children. And again, this is my body. You can't do this. And until the children are born, he doesn't have any rights over them. So you can't behave like this. And then the sort of nutty woman's mother gets involved and says, listen, I know a way to make this all okay. Why don't you just give one of the twins to my daughter and you keep one of the twins? Can you imagine? I think that's fair enough. I think that seems like the most sensible plan. I mean, you know, what? otherwise we're going to be in this, you know, otherwise it's going to be like EastEnders. Where are you reading this? Well, I'm not exactly. going to tell you my sources. I'm exactly. not going to tell you my sources. No, but, but it's all a... legit. These are real people with real issues. Are they American? Not always. On this particular occasion, is it an American? Well, listen, she did call, she did say it was M-O-M when she goes, and my mom. Yeah, so yeah maybe. my mom. Yeah, it's an American situation. I tell you, it's so Jerry Springer, this. It really is. But I think it's fair enough. Give one, give one. If you don't like that one, you can swap it after seven years. You know, I'm actually quite worried about having to give birth again. I know I've seen quite lax because I haven't really thought about it and this one's really flown by. But I've looked into birth dancing. Oh, yes. Tell me more. Have you? I was wondering, have you heard of it? No. No, well, at birth dancing, how to move and groove your baby deep into your pelvic, ready for <laughs> ready for effective... Gosh, they'll come up with all sorts... Second stage and birth. Because people will throw I money know. at this shit. I'm going to... I know. know. If I went again, but I'm going to do this. Exactly. Two hours a week. Two hours a week, every Saturday, and you just get to groove on down. It'll be like, you know... So anyway, I'm thinking of doing a bit of birth dancing, because actually, it's just, you know, it's an excuse to just have some time to yourself, isn't it? What, with church on Sundays, birth dancing on a Saturday? What would you say was your most frequented website? Good question. And I have to think... Gosh, you won't listen. I don't think it's anything good. Do not. Do you think it's got something to do with your lotions and potions? Your lift and your tux? I would say, lately, it's actually been... I'm so embarrassed to say this. It's actually been Trini's. Trini Woodhall, you know, the... um, As in Trini and Susanna. What business have you got with her? Well, her makeup range. Oh, I didn't know she had a makeup range. Yeah, she's got a really good makeup range that is just... So many people, people who I sort of semi-respect and who are looking very good, sort of really rave about her so I'm because I'm, I want to invest uh, quite a substantial amount of my partner's money um on makeup on looking sure. good and so I'm just doing my research so actually lately it's been Trini I mean I find her a bit much she's a bit overwhelming for me but um I'm really excited about her products I want to look good for summer I'm not looking good right now gosh I did not know that I did not didn't even know she had a career after oh, yeah, yeah, Santa, yeah. but well done her oh she does I mean she does so well her products are best-selling worldwide um, i was what... thinking about updating my makeup recently i haven't done it for ages and mm. i went to libertine i went to libertine at the weekend and i thought god how much for a blush a brush no, i know how, how much? much but actually it's nice every decade to just refresh those brushes isn't it it's what i do with my underwear every decade i go and refresh 
Oh, I refresh much more often than that. I just do. I get bored and I'm a different size. Oh, did I mention that I'm a 36G? Shut up. Shut up. What does that even mean? So is that like a melon or a watermelon or a mango? Okay, I went to Peter Jones last Friday and two women were talking. Two women what worked there were talking. And I said, excuse me to interrupt you ladies. And they just looked at me up and down. And I said, is there any chance of getting a, um, a, a bra measurement, you know, bra fitting? And she went, only virtually. And I said, right, what does that mean? You sit behind the screen, I go home and sit behind my screen. And she was like, no. And then she just held her hands underneath her boobs and said, just do this. And she went, you're a 36G. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry, ladies. But just to let you know, I've always had very small Parisian titties. There's absolutely no way that I am a 36G. And um, she said, all right, go and have a look. And she pulled out two of the ugliest 50 shades of beige, like boulder holders, and pushed me into a room that had to be sanitized 20 minutes before, 20 minutes after. And yeah, it fitted. And it was so ugly. I said, come on. And I just came out just with my high leggings on and this bra. And I said, this, if this doesn't bring me down post... I mean, come on, it's absolute, this is an absolute killer. So they belong in the ugly bin, and where is that bin? They laughed because they knew it was right, and I said, I will not be buying these. I will not be parting £38. But she said, but at least you know your size. So I said, yes, I do. So anyway, I ordered one online. Can you believe? That is massive. I'm just, I was just going A, B, C, D, E, F. Already at F, you go, whoa, yeah. knockers. And then you go one more G. But I tell you with the G, it look, I can only describe them as, you know, the Big Mac boxes. Mm-hmm. It's like, it looks like a Big Mac box. It's like really ugly, really square and covers a lot of surface area. Is that your bra or your boob? The bra. Okay, so I'm thinking about my boob is like the Big Mac. No, 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 the, the bra Mac itself. Box. So it's, sure. not a, it's not a nice fitted bra. Anyway, my point is, it sounds sexy, 36G. The reality is, could not be less sexy. They get in the way, don't they? They stop you from living, really. <laughs> Big tits like that. I went and got um, my hearing aids test. You know, I, I talk a lot about my hearing aids because I haven't found one yet. I had to go private in the end. And um, it was amazing. They put them on and then we walked outside and I haven't been able to hear on one side at all. So often if I'm walking along with someone, I walk backwards so that I give them my good ear. It means I bump into a lot of things behind me, but otherwise I won't stand a chance. And I could hear, it's weird because it feels like you're talking into a microphone, but then I am a performer. So I guess I'm used to that. Um, She didn't have a a great sense of humour. And then she says, well, listen, the hearing aids are all pretty standard. It's the technology that, you know, makes the difference. So you can either have really limited technology, which means you can hear like cars and telephone conversations, all right technology, which means you can hear a bit more, or excellent technology. I said, well, of course I want excellent technology. I mean, what if if you've got in my ears right now? She said, they're excellent. I said, well, I want excellent. And then she told me the price. And then I went very quiet. 999 on the road. And then I said, I think I need to phone a friend. <laughs> and I did in the room. I just picked up my phone. I phoned my winning partner. And I said, so they've got like really shit technology, all right technology, or really, really good technology. And she goes, well, really, really good technology. And I go, yeah, I thought so. It's um, X. Okay. Yeah, that, that's fine. We're going to go for the excellent. Thank you very much. And so those have been put on order. And I'm very excited to be able to hear again. I really am. Whoever paid for that, thank you. Thank you very, very much. So I, I did mention last week that um, Shirley has turned into somewhat of a TikTok sensation, um, which just makes me laugh. But, you know, sadly, not all of our listeners, not all of our seven listeners are on 
Instagram or TikTok. So they don't know what we're talking about. And so I've kindly asked Shirley to give a little sneak preview of her French woman, Fifi Le Folle, for those of you who know her, for those of you who don't. She's a French woman who thrives on giving advice to British women about how they can, you know, look good and feel great after childbirth. Here she is. Okay, so just very quickly, because I don't have long today, um, the tips for women who are trying to lose weight uh, post-pregnancy, you know, their puppy fat. First of all, I think you need to start very simple, okay? It's a very strict regime, which you can start straight away after giving birth. The first one is double espresso, four times a day, okay? Pas du lait, pas du sucre, mais café noir, four times a day. Smoking, now this is very important. The smoking is very important. Pas de Marlboro Light, pas de vape, pas de Silcat, mais gitan. Minimum 40 a day. And if you don't want to smoke on your baby because you're nervous for the you know contamination, you put your baby outside, you smoke, 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 and at the end of the day, you bring your baby in, okay? Now, these two things, after one week, will minimize your appetite. Now, I've had quite a lot of complaints, concerns about women. They are wanting to breastfeed, and when they are smoking and uh, not eating, they're not producing milk. C'est pas grave, okay? The supermarché is open. You can, or you have formula, you have goat's milk, or actually, I've got one client, she actually buys breast milk online. It's very expensive, mais c'est bon, okay? Now, next week, we're going to move in on to sex. All right, because in England, you're very lazy. It takes you a long time to get back on the horse, as it were. I have one client, she got pregnant the day she came back from the hospital with her first baby. So it's excellent. She had two babies, 18 months, click, clack, bam. C'est fini, hein? Okay, so make sure you start this regime as soon as possible. Okay, merci. Uh... Oh, thank you, Fifi. Where would we be without her? I actually think she. I think she'd do really well, to be honest. If she does a lot of sort of TED talk, you know, I'd love to see that TED talk. We're going to make that happen. What's your winner winner for the week? Me winner winner dead duck kind of tied up. So uh, you know, we were going. We went to Hamleys last week. Well, at the weekend, I mentioned yeah. it on the podcast last week. Um, you didn't mention. Excuse me, you didn't mention whether or not you had COVID. Oh, I went and did the test straight after. No, obviously you'd hear about it if I did. Yeah. So no, okay. weird, isn't sure. it? These things are weird. The, the, my winner winner is seeing my son's eyes when he was let into the store, Hamley's, for the first time and just seeing the wonder in his eyes. I actually got emotional. So I looked across at my winning partner and she was weeping as well. Uh, was, just I because... actually, of course, no shit, you both started weeping. I could have predicted that for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, but because we've been sort of trapped for a year and we haven't had these experiences. You don't you know... need to explain yourself, love. Okay, I just sure. could have predicted, yeah. So it was an absolute winner winner. I just, just the joy on his face was reflected in our faces and it was just a. Uh, Really, I never, I don't think I've ever enjoyed Hamley so much. So that was a winner winner. However, right. it's tied into the dead duck because he came home that night and we put him to bed around 6.30. 6.30, he was banging on about Hamley's, having banged on about it the whole day. 7.30, banging on about Hamley's. 8.30, he's getting quite hysterical and he doesn't understand why we can't go and find the keys and open Hamley's and just go now. Nine o'clock, still weeping, really, really tired. I want to go to Hamleys. I want to go to yeah. Hamleys. We can never go again. This is awful. But, yeah. but it's testimony to what a fucking brilliant time he had. And so that was the downside. Three hours it took us to do. And he goes down quite quickly. Half an hour, no props. Three hours because of bloody Hamleys. And he hasn't stopped telling people, I went to Hamleys. 
Eve, the big bear was dancing. So he's really pleased with himself. Very sweet. But listen, what goes up must come down. Oh, absolutely. Must indeed come down. My winner winner is the potty training. It's slow, but it's sure. Oh, great. I had... Yeah, I had my mother over on Monday and my son did a turd in the in the potty. And she went, I'm going to just wrap it up and put it in a tea box outside. I said, sorry, I'm going to just take it away with me in a, don't worry, it's an empty like tea box here. I'm going to put it in the bin outside. I said, you don't, I said, let's just flush it down the loo. No, no, it's okay. I get a text at midnight that night. Oh, I forgot to take the tea box with the pool. Can you find it? My husband and I, Spent two hours really early in the morning on Tuesday morning looking for this turd. And it was only it was only when we were by the bins I noticed, yeah, it's in a tiny little very sweet Japanese tea box, an empty tea box. I just can't understand my mum's eccentric I, ways. It's, it's just mad. The, it doesn't make sense. Just put it down the loo, flush it, and it's gone. Why does it have to sort of uh, linger? She, I don't know. I don't know. It's madness. So that's my winner winner. And my dead duck is the fact that my son... Oh, well, I'd say that was the dead duck, but off you are. Off you well, well, you know, pussy training is never going to take five minutes, so it's never going to be easy. So it's just the trials and tribulations. My son um, nearly decapitated himself with a coffee table. Did I say this? Have I told you this? No. So there's a gla- very nice coffee table, massive glass pane. He was on it like he was surfing in the USSA, USSR. And it came down and it nearly chopped off both of his feet. And I was so relieved that A, he wasn't, you know, he was unscathed and B, my husband was in. So I got him to roll this massive pane of very heavy glass up the stairs. And now we have this really big space in the living room and I'm not going to get to coffee table. I'm going to leave it as it is. In fact, I might invest in a good old rug. But I'm just saying it was absolutely, I I, I, I could hear it before I saw it because I was in the kitchen, in the cuisine oh, making terrifying. dinner. Terrifying. Terrifying. I know the pain you're referring to. Um, but I have to say I'm a big fan of no I mean I love a coffee table but I think when you have kids it's just great so we didn't we just got little side tables because you know to pop our you know our herbal teas down I know watching tele and yeah it's just a big clear space with a rug and they can just roll around and play yeah I think that's much the best I just didn't think about that before now guys we've also got a treat because without any exception Penny has been teaching Arabic dance online and she's going to tell you a little bit more about what she's up to at the moment. Thank you, Penne. Oh, what an introduction. What an introduction. <laughs> I have to say, can I just make a correction there, please? I'm not actually doing the Zoom classes anymore. I've had it up to here with my screen filling up with lockdown bellies and camel toe. So I've taken it into the garden now. I've got six in the garden. We're absolutely cheap to gel. I haven't got much outdoor space. And um, I say garden, it's the balcony. Um, and we're doing Arabic classes there. Um, do sign up, though, because when we move, um, when when old BJ lets us uh, in, indoors, um, back in the studio, then I'm going to have a bit more people. So do sign up. And we'll just walk through the basic steps, you know, the Syrian headache, uh, the um, Shamal Sheikh. We've got the Cairo car wash, which is really popular. Tel Aviv tantrum, which is the shimmy shimmy shake of the hips. And um, I'm working on a new, a new one called the Bin Laden Face Off. And um, yeah, come on down to Hotel Babylon. That's my um, balcony. And um, let's get dancing. Thank you, Penny. Thank you. Woo! Off, off the cuff there. Off the cuff. Guys, it's so good to be back. And it does feel a bit easier, doesn't it? A little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's getting nice. It's getting right nice. It's getting right nice. I've been out twice this week already, and I. You have not stopped going out. 
I can't hack it though. I really am tired in the morning. I'm like a really moody teenager. But anyway, um, thank you very much, Mother Funkers. Thank you so much for keep for keep on keeping on, really. Yeah, yeah, for funking on. It's great. It's great. And do continue to follow us on Instagram. Follow the story. And continue to send me those emails. I'm really enjoying them. <laughs> thank you, um, Mabel Productions. Thank you, Shirley. Thank you. Bye. Bye now. Bye bye. You've been listening to Mother Funk with Shirley and Shirley, otherwise known as Joanna Carolan and Pascal Wilson, produced by Mabel Productions. Tune in and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Bye.